stuff, you know, that would just grok in Grok Nation. Grok yeah. Town, I mean. I have to tell you, I, I just started recording just now. Oh, no problem. Yeah. So, we have had a list of TV, movie, and media that we've been wanting to grok <laughs> and consume. Just things about the multiverse, things about, you know, alchemical films, mm-hmm. like The Wizard of Oz, Star Wars, um, all those kinds of things, right? We had, a, we had a list and we thought maybe we'll watch them and discuss them on the pod. Yeah. And we could have, like, I guess, watched it beforehand and then we'll talk about the movie. Mm-hmm. But in this one, we're going to record while we watch the movie, do like a mystery what is it mystery science theater oh yeah mystery science theater um i don't know if we'll keep it real time because i was thinking one possibility is to keep it real time and then you can mm-hmm. sync it up like the um like the wizard of oz oh, to, to oh the, that's crazy yeah <laughs> but like you can sync up you watching the movie to us talking about it so you can actually but mm. I, that might be hard to do because you like like we won't necessarily have good audio of the movie but there might might be some bleed through. Maybe we'll clap when they start and they <laughs> clap. Right. And <laughs> right. No, no, we should do that. We'll definitely clap. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Or we might cut out the, the dead air like you were saying, because then it would be a more listenable podcast mm. um, if there are gaps where we're not talking that much. We'll yeah. just have to see how much we actually talk through it. Yeah. And the movie that we're going to watch is The Craft from 1996. Yeah. And it's about Wicca. <laughs> Oh, is it about Wicca? I guess so. I knew that it's... uh, Well, you have this box that's a a copy of the book from the... Okay, I didn't know if you remembered that. I was going to like maybe even surprise you when the scene happened, (laughs) but you remembered. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what? I bought this book. Well, it's a a false book. (laughs) It (laughs) is, yeah. A false book. It's like a wooden box. It's like a cigar box, I guess, right? Yeah. But someone painted it and made it look like the book from the craft Invocation of the Spirit, Mm -hmm. which is like the big bad book that they get like in the third act or whatever. And it kind of sets up for the finale. So it's it's serious magic. It is serious dark arts. Yeah. Or is it? I don't know. You know, everything in nature is good and evil. So (laughs) I think I'm quoting the movie. They might say something like that. But yeah, Jordan says he doesn't think he's seen the movie all the way through. I've definitely seen it hundreds of times. <laughs> I think this movie is what made me interested in magic when I was in when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. And it also got me into horror movies, even though it's not really a scary movie. I would say it's like a thriller drama or something. But as a kid, it's a pretty scary movie. And it scared the hell out of me yeah. as a kid. Did you think it was scary from what you remember of it? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, yeah, I think I can remember some scary parts. Um, It's very scary what can happen to you when you mess with the dark arts. Yeah. (laughs) But they teach a lot of good lessons in the movie, maybe some that we should be reminded of, Mm -hmm. just to not mess with too much of this stuff if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Casting spells left and right. <laughs> Going to crystal conventions. <laughs> buying bowls. <laughs> there was a... Uh, 
this doesn't have anything to do with us, but there was were some wildfires, you said, in West Friendship. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. I saw it on the news <laughs> the other day. Uh, what, was that just today or Friday? It was like, yes, like two days Maybe ago. Maybe over the weekend yeah. or something. Oh, my God. I was watching the news, the local news, and they just said there was a fire, a wildfire in West Friendship, Maryland. Yeah. Which is where the Crystal Show was. Yeah. It has been kind of dry. Like you said, there was some in Owings Mills or something. Oh, yeah. We're in a drought. We're in yeah. a very serious drought. So, but you said maybe someone left a crystal ball behind yeah. and the sun went through it. Yeah. That could seriously have happened. Yeah. Somebody was talking about that at the crystal convention that we overheard. They manifested it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Seriously. Well, yeah. She was saying like, yo, you got to Yeah. Like anytime somebody has one of these in their house, they got to keep it covered up or otherwise it'll start a house fire. Mm-hmm. And I was just seeing a TikTok video about quantum physics and how manifestation it's a delayed reaction to manifesting in the real world hmm. so that could have been from what was that a week couple weeks ago yeah i was just joking that <laughs> oh somebody <laughs> left <laughs> somebody must hope somebody didn't leave a crystal ball behind <laughs> what if the crystals had nothing to do with it and one of those hot tubs just like caught on fire <laughs> there was like a faulty hot tub yeah <laughs> or like a faulty hot dog machine in that <laughs> little hut that was selling snacks. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope it wasn't caused by anybody that had anything to do with the fair. That nice fair. fair. Yeah, that nice, nice fairgrounds. Let's they had, they had nothing <laughs> to do with it. <laughs> some other shitty area in West Friendship. Some some other derelict part of Like, the hopefully forest. it was just that 7-Eleven down the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um... Well, do you have any other thoughts about the movie before we started or any do you, any any preconceived ideas or anything you're in, excited about or um well I'm yeah, I'm I'm curious to see maybe what the lesson is like and how the magic plays into things. Yes, like, there's a lot of, a lot of lessons, I yeah. think. Cuz I think it it is kind of exciting that in the movie it's just like I don't know where the line of the reality Bends, but I know they're like just real high school girls that get into magic, and then mm-hmm. things actually start working for you. So mm-hmm. it's every girl's dream. <laughs> so it, you just got to see what the lesson is, you know? Where what's the safe magic? What's the white magic, or whatever? And you mm-hmm. know. Um, and it is interesting, like you said, not to be bring race into this. But <laughs> it is interesting what you said about like how far does the movie go into like the exaggeratedness of it for movie sake, you know, movie magic versus like maybe most manifestation might manifest in like more tangible ways versus like people just like flying around and levitating and stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. Although that may, may be possible too. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, but I think there's actually, I don't know. I'm going to say maybe everything in the movie could happen. (laughs) Yeah, we should. That can be a barometer if there's anything that we think can't happen. Um, yeah, you know, one one thought I had a couple of years ago um, was like, um, maybe like like you're saying magic, like actually making fire out of your hand or whatever, like or like making something magically manifest with like a lightning bolt, like here. Maybe that is possible. But mm-hmm. think about energy, like just like you have to spend money. 
like you have a certain amount of energy to me it makes sense that like that is possible possible if you have a certain amount of energy but what if it's like easier for the universe to manifest something through the workings of it where like some person shows up at your house like hey here's that thing but it's just a happenstance right it's like it takes less energy because things are always in motion and that's like uh, the universe likes a, a weird way of you work know, with what you've got yeah yeah um so that kind of was a way of me thinking like okay there are different types of magic and why that manifestation kind of thing would happen in these roundabout ways it's like it's just an easier flow of energy than to like just hard like use all your might to like manifest something right in front of you poof out of thin air yeah, yeah. it's like obviously that would be harder energy yeah. wise to make that happen rather than connect yeah. some dots in some person's head and like make them do that thing basically thing. or yeah like, yeah you yeah know, two things happen that line up dang and i think there's gonna be some things in the movie that i might pick up on now that I wouldn't have when I was a kid seeing this movie. Like now that I've been researching more about some of natural law and stuff like that and mentalism and stuff, like I can think of some scenes in the movie that might, um, I might grok differently now watching Mm -hmm. it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm excited to see your thoughts on it. Nice. I'm excited to see your thoughts on it. Should we get this started? Let's do it. Okay. Let's clap. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're on the R restricted for some terror and violence and for brief language. <laughs> they talk about underwear a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so boxers are briefs. <laughs> All right. We don't really have to clap, well, but, but we are going to. Uh, well, but, but you got to hit. Oh, I have to hit. I thought we were just clapping for Let's, fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Let's let's hit play and then we'll clap and we'll say like okay when you see this thing we're gonna clap and then you'll press play at that point like and line up the thing that we're seeing I don't know when this yeah. thing ends yeah but just let it play for a minute so, and then you'll clap and then you'll like say what you clapped at yeah Wait, what you exactly. clapped at <laughs> <laughs> we can make a we'll song about that <laughs> tell me what you clap at tell me what you clap at. <laughs> It's a whole spit off. It's fucking catchy. <laughs> Warning, this is a catchy song. Attention. <laughs> okay, we'll have to make a song of that. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. We, we, we can do that. I can make music. I, we can. Oh, yeah, collaborate. true. I forgot you can make... You, you are a musician. Okay, we're seeing, we're seeing the lady. Okay. Uh, the Statue of Liberty or what? Is that yeah. who that is? Yeah, the Miramax lady or whatever. Okay, I'm going to clap. Columbia's Columbia. on the screen. Let's clap. Okay. That was when Columbia um, logo at whatever was on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> it was like right after the letters manifested. Now this is fun. Look, there's a crystal ball. This is kind of fun now. To, I'm going to try to look at all the details in the props. Like, whoever was the prop stylist of the movie, they probably, like, researched, like, real witchcraft stuff and, like, bought stuff, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's one of the things, like... Um, that to, yeah. tab... What's that thing called? It's, like, a black stone with a um, pentagram on it. I don't there's know. A name, oh, like there's a, a name for that little black stone. It's, like, a part of the altar set 
but I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I know. I forget what it's pentacle? called. Pentacle? Is it just called maybe. a pentacle? Yeah, maybe it is called a pentacle, yeah. Oh, look at all those little symbols. Yeah. I love symbols that look like they're from an old book. Yeah. About witchcraft and stuff. Yeah. Or like myth or mythology or, you know, New England folklore. Mm-hmm. Even this opening scene, um, which, um, is this a cover of, um, I forget, there's a, there's a lot of cover songs in this movie, but this opening scene, Flying Through the Clouds, um, I think this could be a reference to the astral body flying through the clouds, but she's also on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I just really remember the opening scene always being in the clouds. Yeah. Like you're supernaturally flying. Yeah, see how? I don't know why. it's You don't really see the plane's point of view so much like this. Yeah, you're usually above the clouds. Uh, sometimes you, like, if you get that high, sometimes mm -hmm. you're actually above the clouds. Hmm. But, yeah, usually, I mean, I guess it's not that cloudy in the middle of flying. That's my take on it. Hmm. I don't know. I don't fly that much. So, the, oh, what did you, what were you going to say? Why does the cab have his window open in the rain? Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, did you see that the, snake? Yeah. What were you going to say before that? Um. I don't know. Nothing. I was just going to be like, so she just got off an airplane. <laughs> like, I'm going to narrate the whole story. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but, yeah, it was like uh, blue skies with clouds, and then it was raining when they were arriving. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like two things, like nature or something, duality. I never thought about that duality. That's so true. Yeah, it was looked pretty clear skies when they were in up flying up there. So glad I thought of that duality thing. Yeah. I just started talking. And polarity. Mm. That's a hermetic principle. Yeah. Means when Th there's two poles. Which I, I guess if you had a pole in your hand, you'd have one end of the pole and the other end of the pole. But that's kind of how I imagine it. Yeah. Like when I think of hot versus cold, I, rem I imagine it in like a strip, like a timeline or something or a pole or something. Yeah. It's a picture of her, I guess. Was that or was that her? It was her actually dead a sister? picture of her mom. Oh. Yeah, and her mom did pass away. Nice wrought iron handrail. Kind of, kind of modern, but it looks like it could be classic, like castle. So. So some like homeless guy just brought a snake up to the door and said, "Hey, I found something for you," and it was the same snake that she saw in the taxi cab. Yeah, remember you, that snake that we saw? Yeah. 
which I thought was interesting now this watching it this time around like seeing what? seeing signs or like how they say in the alchemist book seeing omens and following omens when you see them out in the real world um like she saw a snake and then later she was like sort of attacked by someone with a snake so it was almost like was that like a warning or like a like an omen or something or recognizing patterns like that mm -hmm. or manifestation or something like she saw it so then she was thinking about a snake or something kind of seemed like it was the same snake <laughs> i know so you think it was just literal well, I'm just saying you are you are saying it's almost like seeing that snake with the omen that you would see. <laughs> it was just like again. a <laughs> it was a couple later. It was just like five minutes later. <laughs> okay. In actual movie time it was like ten seconds. Eddie That's careful. <laughs> but no, I don't know. I um I get what you're saying because it's two different actions of the movie. Like the guy It just seemed in. weird that they showed the snake. It's like why even show the snake before? Yeah. Because this it would have been just as scary if the homeless guy just showed up with a snake. Yeah. It was just weird that they showed it. It's like they they showed it in a not scary context or something, but I guess I guess I don't I don't know what a snake is a symbol for, but it's like in the probably be something bad. In the Bible it was the thing that tempted Eve. Oh yes, as Jimmy explained. <laughs> you know what, what I realized uh, I'll, I'll try not to interrupt you No no um, Like Jimmy was talking about The the snake tempted Eve uh, yeah. To eat from the tree of knowledge But I remember It's the tree of knowledge of good and evil Have you heard that So it's technically like duality Oh It's like eat the apple from the tree of knowledge of good and evil yeah yeah so yeah. it's like two things like duality mm -hmm. the idea of duality it's like mm -hmm. starting that idea or something hmm just something to think about and this is such a good cast yeah that's you that guy from clueless i forget his name what were you going to say? You want to turn it up some? Oh, yeah. My bad. I figure, like, if they can hear it a little bit in the background. Does it sound okay? It's hard to tell because I can actually hear it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think as long as it's comfortable for us listening to it, it it'll be fine. Okay. Does it, any of this seem familiar to you, or does it kind of feel yeah. like you're watching it for the first time? Yeah, I do clearly remember, like, the first half of it, or third yeah. of it at least. I just can't remember how much I watched after that. But it has been a, a good year or two. She's just like straight up moving stuff with her mind. Yeah. She thinks that shit's normal. <laughs> <laughs> I 
She was making a pencil spin around on its own because yeah. bo- she was so bored in class. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see a trick? <laughs> I can make this pencil disappear. Now, um, she, the main character, was bald when they filmed this movie. Really? Because she was shaved her head bald for another film that she had just acted in. I'm going to forget what it is now. Empire Records, maybe, or something like mm. Or no, I don't know. I might have that wrong. I forget. American History X? One of those. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I didn't know there was a woman skinhead in that. I forget. There might have been. But I could be getting this mixed up because was Feruza Balk in one of those? Anyway, she was definitely, Robin Tunney was definitely bald during this. And she's wearing a wig for the whole movie. Yeah, it does. I mean, since you pointed out, I can, I would say, yeah. Now you can. But, but you didn't notice pretty, before, right? I can't tell if I if I thought anything before you said that or just the, immediately the moment you said that. And then yeah. it felt like it back, it I know. That's back how I feel. Now that I, n- once I learned it, now it's so obvious. Yeah. So Skeet Ulrich, I'm going to meet him at a horror convention soon. Nice. That's what I was going to ask you too. If there's anybody at that thing you're talking about going to, that was going to be, it was from the craft. Um, not the one in Raleigh, but um, one in New Jersey. I'm going to one in New Jersey in August. And Skeet Ulrich is going to be there. And Nev Campbell's going to be there, too. Oh, wow. And, like, almost the whole cast of Boy Meets World is going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do with horror? I don't know. Well, it's called Galaxy Con, but still, I don't know why. I guess it's just like a lot of 90s stuff. Does that include um, Fred Savage, the director? No, he wasn't on Boy Meets World. Um, Just Ryder Strong. Yeah, well, Ben Savage, I think, was Corey. Mm -hmm. But his brother was Fred Savage, right? Yeah. But Ryder Strong is going to be at the the convention I'm going to. He was. I love him from Cabin Fever too. And the actress who plays Rochelle, I'm blanking on her name right now. Um. She do, she goes to some of the horror conventions and stuff. Yeah. But I haven't met her yet, but I would love to. And she was in Sharknado, too. Who are you talking about? Her? Um, the one on the right. Okay. God, what is her name? I didn't remember her being in Sharknado. 
She was in she was in Sharknado too. Okay. She was one of the pilots. Did you hear about in Sharknado like three or something? Maybe it was two, but like a bunch of random people had little bit parts, like where it'd be like they were giving parts to people. They're oh God, yeah. I love that about Sharknado. Yeah. Even Stassi and Jax were in one of them from Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> Rachel True. I knew her name. The black girl, Rachel True. She's she's still in the the horror scene. Everybody else wants to move on to other stuff, but she still does the horror stuff. Okay, this is one of my favorite scenes when they're in the magic shop. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, um, like... And the owner of the shop talks a lot of hermetic principles. Yeah. It's like so well-researched and so wise. I love right. how they do it. Yeah, I like that it's like... Seems kind of... I guess like what you're saying, kind of Wicca or something, but it, it has Eastern stuff all around. Yeah, and true. There's random like magical stuff, but it seems like believable, but it does seem very serious. Like, yeah. yeah they're, they, like they know what they're doing, basically. Oh, look, there's that freaking triangle. Yeah. What is that, fire? I guess so. It's like a two-dimensional pyramid. I wonder if that's like bamboo paper, like the thing I bought. In the book? Yeah, it looks like that. They're looking at buying a spell book that's like blank paper, but the paper looks like weathered. It looks like that bamboo paper that I got at, from that Nepalese guy. Yeah. Doesn't I, it? Kind of, the paper. I wasn't able to see the surface of it, really. Yeah, the edge looked dark. looks dark. I'm just looking for things now. <laughs> he said he made the paper, right? Yeah. I think. Like they used to put incantations on them and scrolls. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's very red and dark. Red is for love. And she's giving her a book that says The Craft. Paperback. This is why I have so many books. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. The spell book that she bought had that um, triangle symbol. Yeah. Like kind of like that's in our Grok logo, but I think when it's the triangle by itself, it might mean fire. It's like earth, wind, fire, and air, and it's the triangle in different formations or something with different lines through it for different things. I mm -hmm. think, right? I mean, in this context, oh, there's that homeless guy. <gasps> there's again. that guy with the snake again. <laughs> this part's cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
He's a preacher he's, she's running into. It's just random. What's this? The streets of L.A.? Yeah. Whoa. Jeez. That was graphic. So all four of the girls stared at the guy with the snake and like... It looked like they were focusing or something. Oh, shit. And oh, then he got man. hit by a car. Oh, my God. I didn't realize, realize they did hey, it. According to Alex. Mentalism. She said, yeah, like pretending like they all thought that we're trying to make the car hit him. I guess all, f I guess all four of them had the same thought, and that's why he got hit by the car. Maybe is what they're hypothesizing. Yeah, I mean, that's that is what they were saying they were doing. But it's like they didn't plan it ahead of time. It was like they all just by happenstance had mm -hmm. the same thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they didn't know that was gonna happen. Yeah. But then afterwards, they were like, "Wait, I thought it was gonna hit him. I thought the car was gonna hit him." I never thought of that scene in that way. What does man all mean again? I don't know, like mana, mana from heaven. Maybe in in this movie they were just saying. Um, she was like, "Do you guys like worship the devil?" And they were like, "No, no, this is older than God and the devil." Hmm. And she was like. If God and the devil were playing football, Manaw would be the field that they played on. It would mm. be the sun that shined down on them. So it was saying it was like this energy or being that was like bigger and older than everything. Yeah. So I guess kind of like the all or something like that, maybe. Um, but Manaw. They almost refer to him as like an entity or a de deity or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wonder if he's supposed to be an old god or if it's what you're saying, if it's like a more primeval force. Mm -hmm. And they were just talking about invocation of the spirit. And invoking Manaw. That's what my little fake book says. Invocation of the Spirit. So this movie came out in 1996, which is the same year that Scream came out. 
and Skeet Ulrich was in both. He's got a perfect bad boy look, but he's he's a good boy in this. He's like virtuous. So far. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of how Scream went, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I actually met him already, now that I think about it. Skeet Ulrich. Nice. Is he on your wall? No, but um, my friend Kelsey got a picture with him, and I just waited in line with her, and then um, Dalton and I got to shake his hand, <laughs> and he was really nice to us. But maybe I'll get a picture with him at the New Jersey one, but <laughs> Matthew Lillard is going to be there, too. From sc he's from Scream also. Yeah, he's great. He's also Shaggy. Yeah. From Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, he's perfect as Shaggy. I know. I love him. So I can't decide who I want to get a picture with. And then of course Nev Campbell's gonna be there. I feel like I almost have to get her. She's mm -hmm. a horror icon. Which one is she? The main girl or? Uh... She's the main character in Scream. Mm. And then in this one, she's um, one of the witches. She's like the quieter one. Yeah, I hate seeing them being so mean. Skeet Ulrich's character just got mean. And then um, that guy that was, he's in Clueless, you know? Mm -hmm. I forget his name, but he's in Clueless. But he's so nice in Clueless. Yeah. And in this, he's like a bully. It's like, oh, man. He was in Rat Race. Oh, yeah. He's usually like a a kind of comic character. Yeah. He's got such a silly face. Yeah. He kind of looks like a Scooby-Doo character. Mm -hmm. There is some race stuff in this. Yeah, I remember that. Because yeah. all four of the witches deal with their own personal issues, mm -hmm. which is actually kind of a... I always kind of like that format of the script. I was like, oh, that's an easy way to write a movie. <laughs> <laughs> they each have their own little storylines. <laughs> Hers is that she has this bully at school who like is racist against her because she's black. Or in like a mostly white Catholic school. It's like a religion. It's I guess it's Catholic, right? Mm -hmm. And then Nev Campbell scene is coming up. She has burn scars all over her body mm. from being in a fire. Mm. 
So she's trying to get those like off. And then Nancy's issues, I think she's just upset. Her sh She lives in a trailer, and she, her parents aren't too good. And then I guess Sarah just has this homeless guy with a snake chasing her. Yeah. I guess nothing else is really wrong with her. Oh, her mom died. <laughs> <laughs> that was ages ago. <laughs> but yeah, they all have their little issues. Yeah. <laughs> So that's Nev Campbell's character's back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm around. explaining this whole entire movie as if you're not watching it, <laughs> <laughs> or as if you're like blind or something. <laughs> Are you grokking everything? Yeah. Okay. I'm getting it? Yeah. Thank cool. You. Awesome. No problem. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She's cutting. Yikes. Cutter. Oh, there's a dog outside. Oh, jeez. Drunk, drunk, drunk parents. She's smoking a cigarette in her bedroom. That's so nineties. these cables out of the way oh, nice. behind me is eddie getting in the way well i'm just making room for him because i i think like you said before or something like he he's excited when somebody's over so yeah or he's just naturally pushing that way mm -hmm. but just making room
what the bus driver said. Watch it, gir girls, watch out for those weirdos. And she said, "We are the weirdos." <laughs> Have you seen that meme? No. That little scene is in a or a gif. I mean, there's like a, an animated gif that people use. I feel like a mm. lot. I see it online a lot. Just a remake of that. No, it's like the actual clip from the movie. Yeah. Okay. As like a gif, you know? Mm -hmm. You know how some gifs just like get popular? Yeah. I feel like people like that scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ooh. It's kind of like a, a Masonic thing, putting a dagger to your chest. Really? Yeah. That's something they do. A that's, sword. Yeah. That's Masonic? Yeah, they do that in one, in one thing I've seen. Ooh. With a sword. Yeah. Um There's this other movie called The Love Witch that I really like. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Have I you seen it. that yeah. too? Yeah. And you can tell that that movie was very well researched mm -hmm. and like a lot of the incantations and spells in that movie are the same from this movie. Really? Cuz I recognized it. Because I've seen the craft so many times. Then when I watched The Love Witch, I was like, wait, they're saying the same thing. And they did the dagger to the throat and everything, too. Yeah. When they were, like, initiating someone into their coven in The Love Witch. Mm -hmm. So they must have all gotten it from, like, real books. Like, real spell, real old spell books, maybe. Yeah. Or different or different story book, different folklore and stories and stuff, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I guess they officially just became a coven because they just like drank each other's blood and now they're all saying what they wish for based on all their individual issues. Did they... Did they put any wine or in, in it or anything? Yeah, there was wine in there okay. with their blood, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I think Eric and me and my cousins did that when <laughs> we were kids because of this movie. <laughs> and we did it in, like, grape juice. Yeah. What did you guys wish for? You're like, I wish for video games. We just wanted, like, powers. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what power you wish for no just any magical powers wait look see all the butterflies that just showed up yeah because they just became a real coven or whatever and then a shit ton of butterflies just came in remember on the last podcast um sam was talking about butterflies how they're like a common symbol for something 
Yeah, she said she had a significant connection. And she had life. a and she had a personal experience too, right? Mm-hmm. But didn't she also say that it's it wasn't just her that they she read like a butterfly is like a, a common sign or something or I forget. But I thought that was interesting because then they used butterflies in this, so I didn't know if that was maybe like a thing. Yeah, I'm sure it is. You know, I can't remember exactly, but yeah, it's, it's like a symbol for rebirth or something. Death, kind of like death oh, and rebirth, probably. With the caterpillar yeah. trans- transformation. Yeah. You know, there's these c- cells mm-hmm. um, called uh, imaginal cells, apparently, that hmm. Neville Goddard talked about. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. Like, where it's like the the uh, caterpillar melts into goo. And it's like these cells that are like kind of like nothing, but then it transforms into a butterfly. So it's like a middle state or something. Mm -hmm. Or something's one thing, but then it's like kind of like stem cells or something like that. Yeah. But that's, uh, I think there's people who've talked about, or maybe, maybe it's this other guy, um, Noah Lampert, who's, or uh, it's like, I think that's his name. He's really influenced by Neville Goddard, but he talked about like Imaginelle thinking and that that would like that you could manifest yourself with your imagination but it was coming from the butterfly <gasps> connection of those like, imaginal cells like if we could turn ourselves into goo and then manifest what we want to turn back into yeah dude that's like the secret world of alex mack i don't know it. did you ever watch that show no <gasps> it was a show on nickelodeon and um this girl, well, she actually got covered in like a chemical spill from a truck that spilled over or whatever. And the radioactive chemicals gave her powers and she could like move objects with her mind, I think. And she could like zap stuff and she could turn into like a puddle of goo for some reason and like move around rooms and go under doors because she was just like a puddle of goo. Huh. And then she could turn back into herself. That's funny. But that's just, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Good connections. <laughs> I wonder if they were referencing that. Yeah. Because people are pretty lazy. They don't come up with new ideas. You know? But you think it was like a reference to butterflies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Possible, yeah. The goo middle state. Yeah. Calm down, Eddie. So, this light as a feather, stiff as a board thing. Was this a thing before this movie, or was it just a thing after this movie? Yeah, I've definitely heard of it. Yeah, I never heard of it until this movie. But it's just like media. But I feel like I probably knew people in person who did it. I've never done it personally. See, I don't think this can really happen necessarily. Because you said it would take just too much energy. (laughs) I don't know. Well, I think like it's like a Ouija board kind of thing too. It's like because you are putting your hands on them, then you are technically lifting them up like physically. But it's supposed to be like 
do they actually become lighter enough that it's actually possible to lift them up like that with two fingers? That's what I think the real light as a feather, stiff as a board thing. It's like uh, the plausibility is that if you have six people lifting somebody, even if it's by two fingers each, mm-hmm. it's like you're technically putting force on them. So then do you act, can you actually metaphysically make them lighter or is it like, like usually they're not actually like floating in midair is what I'm saying. Yeah. If, yeah. It, if it happens. But you think you could lift someone up with a bunch of fingers? Well, I think that Maybe. that's probably not possible physically, uh, but I think there might be something metaphysically possible or that it, it makes it, your mind bridged the gap. Maybe it is metaphysically happening, but because mm. you're making contact, it's not as much of a leap for it to happen. Mm. But I, th- I wonder if your, if your consciousness can make them feel lighter or like make you be able to have some kind of strength that you have. But I do mm-hmm. think it might be possible for it to affect gravity or your sense of gravity mm-hmm. in a metaphysical way. Cause didn't you say that like some monks like apparently train so hard that they can just like start levitating i think it is possible yeah i don't know if i've talked about that specifically or i forget what we were talking about one time but it might have been off the podcast Mm. but i kind of might believe that yeah if you if someone had some crazy awakening and like or some meditative state yeah well i remember years ago on pete holmes podcast um sinbad said that he's Said supposedly he saw monks levitating one time. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Well. How did that happen? So did it? It did it. Um, turn off before Eddie got over there, or did he bump into it? No. No one touched it. When I pointed it, went off. Oh, really? And then when I pointed it again, it turned on a little bit. But this one's a strict light anyway. But it was, I guess, when you were pointing at it. Um, but yes, Sinbad, oh yeah, Sinbad, the comedian, yeah. said he said that he saw monks levitating one time. But he, he did really? actually talk about um, astral traveling, too. Like, really? to look at his mom outside of her house. Like, he looked inside of her window. He did remote viewing? Yeah. Ast- Sinbad? Projecting, yeah. Oh, my God. That's cool. I believe him. Do you? Yeah, I'm not quite sure if I believe the levitating thing, but I do definitely believe that that he astral traveled. What the fuck? That light's going nuts. Yeah. It always does, though. But yeah, apparently, um, in like Buddhism, they call it cities, S I D D H I or something like that, um, or S I D I, and that's like the magical powers that you can get on your way to enlightenment or something. Like that, they say they're kind of like distractions, but it's something you can get, like if you get really good at meditating, if you go through purification or something. I mean, every time I use my um, Tibetan singing bowl, I feel like I'm about to start levitating. Nice. <laughs> so I believe that I could get there 
if I really used it every day. Yeah. And got into some kind of really crazy trance. Yeah, I wonder if you, like... Um, if you actually, like, would feel lighter walking around. Like, even if you're not levitating off the ground, what if you had, like, the feeling of, like... Oh my gosh. Like walking lighter or something. That'd be cool. Our scars are all gone. Rubbing it with some cotton. What? All the scars are coming off. So everyone's spells are coming true. I guess the doctor thinks it was the treatment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dumb lady. But <laughs> <laughs> it's magic, obviously. <laughs> now she's going to think her gene therapy worked. <laughs> so I guess in that example, it was more like the um, natural flow of events like you were talking about, right? Hmm. Like maybe the manifestation helped the doctors find the cure <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah it helped the natural flow of like it could be or it could have been the the medicine or it was her happenstance yeah or she helped the universe speed it up or something like that in the alchemist it says when you wish for something the universe just helps it happen a little faster and draws draws it to you or something Oh, it looks like she has a vision board hmm. on her altar. Oh, my God. There's, like, Satan faces all over it. <laughs> yeah. It's like Darth Maul. Not really. <laughs> Looked like a demon face. That's Nancy, the Feruza Balk character. I didn't really pay much attention to her altar before. When I saw this, mm. 
so she kind of, I guess her stepdad or her mom's boyfriend was about to get physical with her mom. So then she had an emotional outburst and it caused him to have a heart attack. An emotional outburst. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> she had a very rational, understandable outburst. Yeah. And by get physical, you mean he threw her on the couch and he was like, don't you ever hit me. <laughs> there was a domestic situation in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't get physical like in a romantic way. <laughs> or even in an exercise way. <laughs> yeah. But all the there toasters. is a domestic situation in the family. Yeah. And sh- uh, Nancy was like, she like screamed to f- get off my mom or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she caused him to have a heart attack. Yeah. And she was saying, pig, pig, pig. Hmm. I was reading something somewhere that said, to make spells work, you have to be feeling the emotion at the same time as saying it, speaking the intention, but also feeling the emotion of either anger or love or whatever it is. Yeah. Because the heart is what makes the like spell work or something like that. Yeah. I was reading something like that. Yeah, I think I've heard that. So she was angry. Mm-hmm. You know... Uh, just something that popped in my head something somebody was talking about uh the thing of like a mother lifting a a, a car off yeah a baby like it's like sure it's not possible or something but then because of your mind it makes it possible yeah the emotion of it yeah so how did you get the money so to a new place. the um, stepdad or boyfriend or whatever guy, when he died of the heart attack, um, yeah. he left them. It wasn't that much money. It was like $175,000 or something like that. I mean, it is a lot of money, but hmm. um, they got this like penthouse apartment. <laughs> hmm. He seemed like a... Like like you wouldn't have a hundred seventy-five dollars. I know, just cash dollars. lying around. If I had a hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars, I would get a nice plot of land <laughs> in Pennsylvania, <laughs> yeah, right over the Maryland line, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and build like um a double-wide trailer, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eddie. Oh, this is fun. So they were reading one of their spell books and they said they're going to do a glamour to fool an onlooker to change your appearance. Hmm.
You want some candy? Because it's for movie night. They're like, I like gummy candy. And, um, but I was like, probably like gummy candy isn't so good on a podcast, but <laughs> it's extremely chewy. Covering up my chewing like I'm with someone, like the audience is seeing me chew. Uh, but I guess it is good for sound. Just try not to chew while you're talking. So his obsession for her is growing and growing and growing mm. from the her love spell. Oh. Skeet Ulrich is obsessed with her. That's a funny Oh, and now she's going to get try to get help from the witch shop owner. That's a natural law. Must run oh, its yeah. must run its course. Oh wow. Interesting. It's not for you to judge something. Well, if I don't find my partner, well you can invite them in and we'll try them out and see if it's from the neighborhood. True magic is neither black nor white. Mm. It's both because nature is both loving and cruel all at the same time. So I guess they're talking about polarity. Whatever you send out, you get back times three. That looks like my little book here. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. I li I love the scenes in the witch shop, or the the occult shop, cause um, Eddie. Stop that. Um, she was trying to undo her love spell, but the owner of the shop said, "What happens when you open a floodgate? It has to run its course," <laughs> and that's like a um. I feel like that's written somewhere in like 
the emerald tablet or like part of the hermetic principles or something is that's like a part of it is about like everything in nature there there are natural laws that are unwavering like you can't just stop something it has to run its course it's unwavering like you Hmm. can't you can't even ever change it it's like a law it'll it has to run its course yeah i guess like what what rings to me like because i i can't think of an example of when i thought of something has to run its course but what i'm connecting it to is like um the law of cause and effect it's like yeah it's already set in motion so yeah it's just the result of the cause of it yeah so yeah yeah that makes sense there's nothing you could do to stop it yeah exactly i think it is related to that So if you do a spell, you can't just undo it. It has to run its course. You're going to reap what you sow. Or or just really any bad time in life. Or like the hero's journey or the fool's journey. It's like you just have to go through it. You can't yeah. rush it. You can't rush through things or skip things. You have to just go through it and not avoid it. Just go through it and let it run its course. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard people talk about that. You got to go in and through it. I haven't really. Oh, sorry. Crocked it. Yeah. But I've heard people say that. So this is when they're doing. They're invoking the spirit, and um, apparently this is a real spell from like some old ass books or something. Mm -hmm. And allegedly, when they were filming this scene. Every time they got into the spell, um, the ocean would, like, go come up and, like, destroy the whole set. And, like, the ocean was, like, getting crazy when they were filming this. Oh, wow. I saw, like, a behind-the-scenes special where they talked about it. Wow. That's what they said anyway. It was could have been good publicity for the movie, but I like to believe it hmm. that it really happened. And Feruza Balk was a real practicing Wiccan at the time. Oh yeah, look, wow. there's the ocean coming up to the set. Oh really? They wow. said it wasn't even like high tide when they Whoa. planned to film it. Wow. Like that water bender that you sh- you sent me the video of. Remember? <laughs> oh yes, yes. <laughs> the water bender. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna get to that level eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Those waves hitting a pier. And he was, it was like he was controlling it. So this is like the scene in Catwoman when she wakes up on the beach. Oh, I don't know if I remember that. It's like the, the Halle Berry one. Yeah, I've definitely seen that. She gets resurrected by cats. She dies and then... Oh. They all come up to her and lick her, and then she wakes up on the beach, and she's Catwoman. Oh, damn. Whoa, somebody's walking on water. Yeah. Whoa. And she's the one that invoked the spirit. Wow. And she got struck by lightning at the end of the ceremony. So something came into her through the lightning. That's wow. actually how um the Flash got his powers too. 
<laughs> a ritual like that or lightning lightning yeah yeah Yeah, I remember from some magical education, I was telling you there's in... Oh, shit, there's a bunch of sharks on the beach. Yeah, they were messing with too much energy in nature, and they threw something off because they sucked all these sharks out of the ocean by accident. And they're, like, beached and dying on the beach. Crazy. But, yeah, there's invocation and evocation. Oh, right. I remember Apparently, talking about that. Yeah, evocation is like when you're like, I evoke this, like, say, um, say David Bowie, like, um, creating a personality, mm. like a certain a certain character. Right, like right. Person That's you're evoking things out into the world mm-hmm. or creating things. And then invoking is when you, it's like, I invoke Thoth, you know, blah, guardian of the mm-hmm. messenger of the gods and like invoking some some archetype like to help you in a ritual but in this case it's like invoking and it seemed like it's kind of taking her over like using her but giving her powers yeah it's like a dark it seems like she like it seemed like she invoked like a a deity or something yeah but yeah it's almost like a heroin or something like a hard drug it's like Mm. or some kind of it's like the power is making her go crazy or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, w- I wonder if, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say this red light scene. Yeah. She keeps making the lights change to yeah. green right before she gets there. Yeah. I feel like I, you c- do that. I could think of this as like a manifestation or like a video game or like a simulation thing. Like if, if you think that we are in a simulation or something, like, that seems like something that would be possible to do with your mind and your energy. Yeah. Or, like, how I made all those chairs start appearing at Safeway <laughs> with yeah. my mind by accident. <laughs> like, I I was driving there being like, I bet you there's going to be some fucking chairs. <laughs> and they, I accidentally made a giant, huge <laughs> chairs by accident with my mind. But, it, like, you only did it the one time that you wanted a chair? But then the next time I went, remember, there were chairs fucking everywhere. Yeah. It looked like a chair store. <laughs> yeah. And it, I did hear that manifestation takes, it's like a delayed reaction. It takes longer. So right. I think I accidentally bursted too much energy out there about the chairs. Yeah. You heard that from the TikTok about the quantum, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the same one we've talked about before. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember why he said there was a delay. What? I can't remember why you said there was a delay. I'll have to find the video. Yeah. Um... Something about particles and waves, you know? It was something about the double slit experiment. Like, there's always waves, but there's only particles if a human is there to think about it and make the particles mm-hmm. or something like that. But there's always waves. <laughs> <laughs> there are waves all around us.
Oh, this part's really creepy. When she looks into the mirror and then her reflection looks the other way. Watch this. See that? That's like a delay. It was like there was a delay in the reflection. But you know when you look in the mirror, shouldn't she have seen her face? Mm. Versus the back of her head? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it was like a duplicate of her. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I guess it should be the opposite. Like It, it should, should be like the op- the back of her head is what you're saying? No, she should have seen like the front of her face in the mirror. Mm-hmm. But it was the back of her head. You well, know what I mean? Well, from what I saw, I don't know if it's a, if it's a Mandela effect, but oh, her, shit. like, interpreting it, interpreting it differently. But yeah. it seemed like a duplicate to me. It was exactly the same, but it was delayed from what I saw. Oh. She turned, and then it was the same thing. It was just... It was like delayed. You saw the, yeah. But you saw the same side of her yeah. head. But I don't know if that was wrong for the mirror. Oh, okay. I think it was wrong for the mirror. But maybe just because I've seen it so many times. But it's like one of those things that's like just so weird. Like it's just so off Mm -hmm. that it doesn't seem right. But you can't pinpoint why it doesn't feel right. Do you know what I mean? Because right, like if I look in the mirror, I'm going to see my eyes. I'm not going to see back here. But she's looking at the mirror and seeing the back of her head. Do you know what I mean? I didn't see the back of her head. <laughs> Wait, let me. Pl- can I rewind it? Yeah. <laughs> I also don't know where exactly where the mirror's supposed to be because it's like it's on a locker or something. Yeah. Oops. Oh shit. Okay. See how it's so. on a locker? It's like behind her. But I get what you're saying. Like, uh, it kind of seems like it should be the back of her head because it's behind her. Okay, this could be crazy for me. Okay, it is... Oh. So she's backing up to it now. So I guess if it's behind her, that could make sense. But, like, now she's, like, right next to the mirror. Mm -hmm. So if you look into a mirror, shouldn't you see your... Shouldn't she see her eyes right now? Yeah, it should be facing her, but it's like facing away. For yeah. Some reason. Right? Yeah. I feel like that was just such a little minor detail that you almost don't even notice, but it's like something's off, but you didn't even pick up on it, but it makes you feel unsettled. Yeah. Or something like that. And then there's the obvious delay, too. I saw the delay, too. Like, she moved and then her reflection moved after. Mm-hmm. So what do you think that means? Well, like like you're saying, th- that's wrong too. I d- almost didn't even know that, notice that. But maybe it's like I was gonna say. I mean, it doesn't really have emotion to me. But I was thinking like, it's like, is she looking? Is she is she trying to look at herself in the mirror right now? And it's almost like her reflection's not looking not at looking her. at her. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like she doesn't have a soul or something. Yeah. Like or or that like, isn't there some like lore about like getting trapped in a mirror or having like a dual world or like an alternate reality in the mirror and it could be like your evil self or like your bad life or something or i don't know like mm. some other world or something i didn't know if that it could be something like that like part of her is like stuck in the other world or i don't know mm. I didn't know if they got that from some old like lore you know what i mean yeah if they took that from some other book or something 
I was thinking it's like she can't look at herself in the mirror. It's like, oh, how do you how do you sleep at night? You know? Yeah, yeah, true. Like you can't even look at yourself in the mirror. It's like herself can't even look at her or something like that. She's ashamed of herself. Mm-hmm. I like that. They were like, they'll never believe that she doesn't have hair if we give her a lot of hair. <laughs> I feel like that's what I sound like. I'm like, we're all one. <laughs> he was telling her, like, I feel like we're this. I was just thinking the same thing. I feel like we're the same person. <laughs> We all share the same thoughts. We are all one. Give me a reason. So the spell has gotten really out of hand, to say the least. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he tried to assault her. I didn't know that was possible from a love spell. Well, the lady at the store was basically like, let it happen. <laughs> she was like, let it run its course. <laughs> Isn't that awful what a spell can do to turn into? Mm -hmm. An imbalance of energy. Messing with energy. I think everything so far in this movie could happen from a spell. It's all pretty natural... Um, cause and effect things like nothing super magical has happened yet kinda pretty supernatural like which part like all the stuff that they've done so, I mean <laughs> I get what you're saying it's not that crazy but yeah it's a little more supernatural than like average life yeah
but yeah, it's not like outlandishly. It's it gets there. It does get there eventually. But so far, they just had some stem cell breakthrough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she, the other girl made her bully's hair fall out. And uh, this love spell got out of hand. You know what I was thinking, though, like hmm. that she kind of acted against his free will by doing the love spell. Exactly. That's why you should never do a love spell on a person. Only on an animal. <laughs> 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 what would you do it on? <laughs> the planet? Well, yeah, like I think that there could potentially be spells where you're just like, putting your energy out there like oh like i want to find um, my mate or something right, like that yeah um for the form of a person like the opening of a person yeah like maybe space. maybe like to maybe to put yourself in that mindset to even just put yourself out there yeah more or something like that but i don't think you should ever put a love spell on like a specific person yeah um just because that's what I always heard on TVs and TV shows and movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good analysis. <laughs> she just did a glamour <laughs> to imitate the other girl. Uh. Oh, wow. So he really wants Sarah, but that's really Nancy. Hmm. But Nancy's just making herself look like Sarah. I feel like back in like the ancient times, they could do a glamour and change your face for a second on the street, you know? You just have a hunch about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. cool. It just seems like something that, again, could happen. <laughs> yeah? Why would they do that for a second? Well, it's kind of like in this scene how she she did it for a little bit to try to look like that other girl, you know? Mm-hmm. Or I bet people could do it if you were a thief and you wanted to trick a little store or something. Yeah. <laughs> just like, like old tricks, you know? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool to think about, yeah. Like maybe like... um, Maybe even now it's... Maybe now it's going to happen with um, AI and filters and stuff. Yeah, everybody's wearing their Google glasses. And yeah. They'll hack their face. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah. (laughs) 
See, like, I don't know about if that could happen. But if monks can levitate, she's like gliding. Sinbad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like gliding across the floor on her toes. Toes, yeah. That was a nice touch when the girl, someone screamed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just some bystander. I feel like we haven't really seen the dad (laughs) till right now. He was a hero with the poker. Yeah. And then there might have been one other moment. Just wearing all green. (laughs) (laughs) I never noticed that. (laughs) Green pants. (laughs) You have never seen anybody wear all green like that. I've seen all jeans, like a <laughs> Canadian tuxedo, like all jean on jean. Yeah, like Jay Leno. But he had all green. I wonder if that was a symbol for something. Maybe. Seems like he was kind of, I don't know if he's like kind of ineffectual in this movie. Like he's not a great father. Hmm. But I don't know what the symbolism would be for the green. She was doing a binding spell. Oh. I thought that was kind of cool. She was like wrapping white ribbon around a photo of Nancy trying to bind her powers. Nice. To take her powers away. Now this must be a dream because they're floating at this point. But it could have been a real attack on the astral plane, I wonder. Yeah. The three witches flew in through the window and were strangling her, but it could have, maybe it was like a lucid dream or like a um, sleep paralysis, how they say that a demon's like choking you on your chest or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, 
They're making witches out to sound pretty bad. <laughs> I don't think they would kill someone for betraying their coven. Yeah, I don't know. Would they? It sounded like poignant. Um, Maybe a dark mason. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the <laughs> rules of a coven. There are light workers. Yeah. Oh, look at that eye on the front of the magic shop. Hmm. It was that all-seeing eye symbol, I think, with like the lines of the rays coming out of the eye. I think it's called the Eye of... What's it called? Horus or something. Maybe or that's... I, I forget what, they, what, what it is. I probably have the name wrong. Oh, the Eye of Providence is what they call it. But I, I think it... And does it mean to know thyself or something like that? I don't know. Mm. There's that eye again. Is that on the dollar bill? <laughs> there is the tr the one on the on the pyramid. Oh, that's maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But yeah, that one had rays coming out of the bottom of it. Yeah. It's kinda like an eye of Ra or Eye of Horus or something with the rays. More than any reach I've ever met. <laughs> she said she has a tremendous light in fr inside of her. Hmm. Her mother was a witch. I don't know if I want to do all that. <laughs> <laughs> she said you have to surrender yourself to the higher power. Yeah, I think that's a part of the twelve step program. It's one is? of the steps. Are you serious? Yeah. In AA? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Surrender yourself to the higher power. Yeah, it's like you have to admit that you're powerless to your addiction. And something about recognize a higher power. I don't know if I want to submit to like a deity. Like not any 
demons or I submit to God only. <laughs> what about it? <laughs> I said I I submit to God only. That's what you're saying. You are okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay with submitting to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I don't want to submit myself to any demons or or deities or anything. Yeah. It's interesting. The alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink, except in a few cases. Neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. Follow Mm -hmm. the dictates of a higher power, and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world, no matter what your present circumstances. Mm. I always hear, hear them say, like, surrendering yourself to a higher power. Dang, I didn't know that. But I don't know if... Again, like you're saying, if that's the almighty G-O-D or <laughs> some lesser power. So she's having all these things appear. She's being harassed by the other witches. Oh, and they used all real snakes and lizards when they filmed this. This whole house is, like, filled with snakes. Wow. And worms and maggots. But it's just a glamour and rats. But then it's like, what is real? Yeah. And then it's like that whole trippy thing about, like, if enough people believe it, then is it real? Like with a coven, like because en- enough of them believe that it's real, then it does seem real and tangible and touchable, like in our 3D world. Yeah. But if she doesn't believe it, would it go away? Yeah. Because apparently nothing is... Apparently nothing is solid. Right. But, like, it feels solid to us. Because, like, enough people think it's solid, so it makes it solid. (laughs) Keeps us trapped in this five cents construct, man. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, like you're saying, it's like, like, those things could literally be existing in the real world, but it's kind of like there is no just real world on its own. That's the argument that there's no objective world out there aside from us and the way we're interpreting everything. Mm -hmm. It's almost like we're all in a virtual reality game. 
or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, things turn into a reality based on the consciousness that's observing it or experiencing it. And it's all shaped. You can shape your own reality, even if you can misinterpret things that are actually happening. Like, you can have the experience of it. Mm-hmm. Like, Eddie's having the experience of a dream. Mm-hmm. Even though he's not actually running. Or maybe he is. Eddie really does dream a lot. See, now they're levitating like monks. Yeah. And they're trying to encourage her to um, kill herself. Some more gummy candy. (laughs) I love gummy candy. You have more in your bowl over there? No. You're singing candy bowl? No. I actually didn't do my singing bowl the past couple days. I think I need to tomorrow. Yeah. I hope I don't start levitating too fast. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be so scary if, like, if I, ow, if I really could keep the rhythm or the frequency very consistent, it's like, that's how you can start levit, and I'm, like, flying around Joppa <laughs> Road, but then, like, the second it starts vibrating, when I lose my yeah. balance, it, like, I start crashing down, and I have to, yeah. like, get the yeah. frequency again. You hear, you hear the guy's voice harder and faster. <laughs> Yeah. Harder and faster. <laughs> no, it was slower and harder. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Which sounds more confusing. I'm like, how? <laughs> slower and harder. Slower and harder. <laughs> and I just imagined that I would be cross-legged for some reason, like floating around Joppa Road out there. <laughs> yeah. Um. But it's really hard to keep the same consistent balance. Yeah. But it seems like it would be like a propeller or something. (laughs) It's like a circular motion. Yeah. Now she's invoking the spirit. The only way to fight spirit is with spirit. Wait, say that again? It's like fighting fire with fire. Mm. The only way to fight spirit is with spirit. Whatever that spirit is. That's not even real. Not 
It's a glamour. It's all tricks. Yeah. It's just a bunch of hocus pocus. Didn't they call glamour the the sparkly stuff of the things in um, those vampire in Twilight or something? Or is that glimmer or something? Oh, I know what you're talking maybe about. Maybe it's just called glimmer. Shimmer? Like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I kind of know what you mean, though. They're really sparkly. Like, their skin yeah. would be sparkly. Ooh, what was that little symbol? Yeah, it's like was an that Egyptian, like Egyptian? Figure, yeah. On this cabinet On the thing. dresser or whatever that yeah. is, furniture. Kind of like a caryatid or something like that. Oh, that happened when the Flash got struck by lightning. It cured his little injuries, too. Oh, wow. I wonder I'm who this Manaw is, if we look him up. Manaw, yeah. I feel like I just read something recently where it was, like, a term for something, like, hmm. some maybe related to the Akasha or something. I'm probably saying all this wrong stuff. This could totally be what I was talking about, but or maybe what I remember, but I don't remember. Oh, look, another mirror. Mm, yeah, she's in front of it. And then it's morphing into the other girl. Yeah, something about these like double worlds with mirrors, maybe. Yeah. So this says mana... M-A-N-N-A, according to the Bible, is an edible substance which God provided for the Israelites right. during their travels in the desert. Right. Is that that's what you were saying knew, before? Yeah. yeah oh. That's what I knew. <laughs> Sorry. But I don't know if there's some God name that, like, it's like M-A-N-A-U or something. I know, because they're saying like Manal, yeah. yeah. Or A-W. Maybe if you just, yeah, I don't know. If you do mana god, it would probably do the same thing. Well, hopefully that's not what I've remembered it as. Hmm. 
Don't say it a third time. Whoa. Wow. That was like she manifested that dagger into her hand out of thin air. Whoa. Because she didn't really have that. You know, there's like this new like DC or some Marvel, I don't know, some movie coming out this summer called The Blue Beetle. Have you heard of it? No. Um, and it's like a new superhero movie, but The Blue Beetle is like a superhero, but he has a scarab. Mm-hmm. And whatever he thinks becomes real. So if he thinks of a sword, then a sword appears in his hand. Hmm. And I was like, this is a freaking manifestation. And it's all Egyptian shit. And it's like this new superhero movie this summer. Wow. Did you get an answer back about the Egyptian festival? (laughs) No, not yet. Hello, are you doing the festival this year? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I emailed and Facebook message. So look at this god. Yeah, what's that? I found this god called Manon. M-A-N-A-N-N, Manon, hmm. Manon, I don't know, son of the sea. <gasps> hmm. And they got him from the ocean when she was walking on water and stuff, and they fucked with all those sharks. And it sounds French, I guess, the way they're saying it. Is a warrior and king of the other world in hmm. Irish and Manx mythology who is associated with the sea and often interpreted as a sea god. Hmm. Hmm, I wonder if they got inspired by that. Oh, now they want to apologize. (laughs) We should hang out and chant. <laughs> she said, if you ever just want to hang out and chant mm-hmm. or call the corners. <laughs> Which, you know, some people say call the corners of the F A L T. By the way, the pizza that I got, would you consider that to be extra cheese? 
I'm not sure. I, I, I didn't really notice. I didn't notice any extra cheese. <laughs> and I ordered extra cheese because I, I kind of wanted to have that more Ninja Turtles experience. <laughs> 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 With like really drippy cheese and... See, now Nancy's in the mental hospital. Now, this would suck if you the power stopped working. Yeah. Like, if you get a little too out there with some of your thinking and ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so we just got to be careful not to end up like that. Yeah. Well, what'd you think? A cautionary tale? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm still digesting it. Yeah. Is this the right remote? Oh, here we go. So, the one girl went a little bit far, invoke. But I guess they all, they all plan to invoke the spirit. Is that right? I think just the one girl invoked the spirit, but but she needed them to help her mm -hmm. call the corners because mm -hmm. it. I guess they needed all four of them. Mm. Um. And then. But yeah, she was greedy. Yeah. They were all just doing spells for what they wished for, I guess. Like, they were just manifesting, and it created some cause and effect in their world. But the one just wanted... She was just greedy with power. She just wanted to get, like, all the power of Manal. Yeah. She didn't have... It was, like, arbitrary. She didn't really have, like, a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that's, like, kind of, like, a lesson of to be specific to have specificity, not just to want power in oh, general. Oh, true. I never thought of it that way. Because then you'll become a vehicle just for some power that you don't even realize. Yeah. You need to have a purity and focus, I guess, of intention. If this be magic, let it be in our Shakespeare. Hmm. I put on the behind the scenes thing for a second. Yes, the writer talking about his influence. Oh my god, we gotta get this guy on the podcast. <laughs> you know he had some kind of spiritual awakening that made him write this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Witchcraft and magic, true magic. He said the art and science. He said magic, witchcraft is using your in, inner will to change the outside world. Yeah, outside environment. A movie about young women 
Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're trying to learn about witchcraft here. <laughs> the producer was like, I want to make a film about young women coming to their sexuality. Like <laughs> <laughs> coming into their sexuality. <laughs> Um, we're learning about like <laughs> Freemasons and <laughs> good old <laughs> natural law, <laughs> Bible stuff. <laughs> what was that producer's name? Like Gregory Wolf? <laughs> I forget. Now this is the director, Andrew Fleming. Oh, she's talking about her shaved head. <laughs> we gotta hear this part. <laughs> I said I look like a little freak. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like this whole segment about how she was bald and had to have a wig. Well, if I didn't hear it from you, I wouldn't know. <laughs> They've been talking about this for so long. <laughs> they spent so much time talking about how she was bald during the filming of this movie. So we put her in this wig <laughs> to hide that she didn't have hair. Yeah, Feruza Balk was a real practicing Wiccan at the time. All the other actresses, they're talking about how, like, they were cast based on their talent. And, like, we just knew right away and her skill. And Rob and Tony, they just talked for, like, five minutes about how she was bald. <laughs> Coincidentally. <laughs> they're like, Feruza Balk, she can do so much storytelling with just the blink of an eye. <laughs> and Rob and Tony happened to be bald during this. <laughs> That looks like her real hair. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. 
I want to get to some of the witchcraft stuff that happened. I don't really care how they were all cast. Yeah. And I want to know which one of these sick men was into the occult. <laughs> and which one was just thought they were just making a film. Yeah. Like the one guy that thought the movie was just about like sex and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's like this immense power that they're realizing <laughs> coming into their sexuality. Which is Which I guess is part of it. Yeah. It's high school and it's like a coming of age story. But I think he was interested in that part and the other guy was interested in the Wicca. The writer seems like he's really interested in the occult stuff. Yeah. I wonder if any of the onset witch named Pat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's Pat. Yes. <laughs> they had an onset witch <laughs> named Pat. <laughs> <laughs> they had an, a consultant on set. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, we had an on-set witch named Pat. Yeah. <laughs> just Pat standing in front of them. It just, just looked like a nice woman. <laughs> a nice brunette woman. <laughs> hmm. They took liberties. She scares the shit out of me, Feruza Bach. Yeah. Just because of this movie, which is unfair for her, because she's like, she's always said in real life, she's like, it's called acting. Like, I'm not like a monster. But her performance was just so freaky as in this movie. Like, she really does scare me. Yeah. What about in um, in uh, the Water Boy? You know, I know she's in that, but I just I'm so like tainted by this character. I can't see her any other way. She sounds like us. <laughs> <laughs> but she actually doesn't even practice witchcraft anymore. Uh -huh. Um Feruza Balk was also in like the sequel to The Wizard of Oz. Hmm. Have you ever seen that? No. We should watch that sometime. Oh, wow. It's called like Return to Oz or something, and it was like a straight to VHS movie back in the day. Hmm. I think it came, maybe came out in the eighties or something. Um, and she was a child actor in it, but she plays Dorothy. But it's apparently a very dark, a darker Oz. Oh, interesting. But the guy that wrote The Wizard of Oz, the original book, he it was a series of ten books, I think. Mm, wow. And they're all very alchemical, apparently. Wow. That's cool. I kind of want to read all of them. When was it written? Like the 30s? When the movie came out? I don't know, actually. I think not too long ago before the movie, though. I think you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think they were that old. Much older. He was saying something about Satanism a minute <gasps> ago. Oh, shit. Let's see. The, right, the director or whatever. The scary writer. 
No, yeah, it's the yeah, yeah the writer the, seems the, like he's up to something. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a weird face. Hmm. I don't know who he's talking about. I think he's talking about us. <laughs> he said they're searchers. Whether they follow near-death experiences, Wicca, or Satanism, I respect them. <laughs> he respects anyone. <laughs> Any searcher he respects. <laughs> you Any, can be a Satanist. Any death cult? Any spiritualist group? <laughs> Oh, they all kind of went through an alchemical transformation. They started out on the fool's journey in like the dark gloom and doom world, bleak world. <laughs> yeah, the more powers they got, the more like sexualized they got. <laughs> but a lot of movies actually do that. They intentionally make the character less attractive in the beginning and then mm -hmm. make them more attractive at the end. Yeah. I think it is just like a psychological thing with like the hero's journey. It's mm -hmm. like we you like seeing that transformation through any yeah. any story arc, not not just supernatural movies. Geek you know? to chic. Yeah, yeah. Annie McPhee. Hmm. Don't tell me he's going to talk about the mirror. Because hmm. he was talking about like subtle changes. Hmm. You're saying you have to do character development first before you do have the effects. <coughs> hmm. All right. I want to get to that beach part. Oh, <laughs> they're flying. Actually, it's pretty difficult. They've never done any sort of special effects like that before. Oh. 
Oh, they're on little cables. I wanted them to teach us about the. Oh, the here we go. This is what I wanted to show you. Yeah. They're using a real spell on the beach scene. Hmm. I want to hear this little freak explain this. <laughs> the writer. <laughs> oh God, I don't want him to hear this because I think he's gonna come on this show. <laughs> I want to learn from him and all. Yeah. We'll have to look him, look up his deal. You know, like the new Sabrina show had a lot of accurate m- magical stuff. Really? Yeah, a ton of like jam packed with stuff. Hmm. A lot of satanic stuff or something. So one of the actresses got sick. Oh my God! So Pat, the on-set witch consultant, just said, "Well, just really, just do the ritual and really just invoke the spirit. It's not disrespectful. Just do it." So they literally just did it and got it on film. Robin Tunney doesn't believe. <laughs> she thinks that the power outage was not from the spell and the ocean tide coming in was not from the spell. Hmm. 
Wow. Ugh. Ew. Stinky rats. Wow. She said they were fancy shampooed uh, movie rats. But <laughs> they still stink. They still stink. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's just accurate or if she's just assuming that they were fancy shampoo. She was they assuming they were really. shampooed. <laughs> <laughs> she's like an idiot. She thinks that all the rats are shampooed. <laughs> I guess if they're if they're used for Hollywood, yeah, maybe they're taking care of like pets. <laughs> I think that's all the um, supernatural stuff they talk about. <laughs> I guess so we're looking. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> what? The writer. <laughs> Wait, what? I want to see what he said at the end. He probably said something really weird at the end. <gasps> I, I hope he's still alive. Oh. I want to follow him on Twitter or something. Hmm. <laughs> he said writing a screenplay is a form of magic. Oh my god. Ooh, I like this music. <laughs> this sounds like the music that would be in the shop. <laughs> yeah. It's like Bollywood or something. Yeah. You know, I watched. No, I don't know what it is. I watched some videos about, like, the that this type of music, like Middle Eastern, and stuff, mm -hmm. is like. He was th this guy was who was like of some kind of descent of Middle Eastern or something. He was mm -hmm. really into music, and he was it was talking about microtonality, that mm. it's like a specific thing where you're getting. It's kind of interesting because it relates to frequencies, but because mm. they're sliding from one note to to another as opposed to like western music that doesn't do that as much hmm. like you're getting microtones of these frequencies in between the tones oh like even if it's just sliding from one note that you know to another one it's oh. like you're getting all these tones that are in between that's interesting and that it's something about that is pleasing stimulates in a different way yeah huh that is interesting but he was saying that western music after like later on had said that that was like a like um it just talked down upon that. It was like, this is like untrained or whatever. It was like saying that this is like a lesser kind of music for it doing that. It was this, they would just call it some kind of warbling and hmm. some kind of way of classifying it. So it didn't fit into Western music later right. on. But it sounds a certain way to us in Western music. Hmm. I never knew that. Well... That was a fun movie pod episode. Yeah. I hope it turns out okay and it's interesting to listen to. Yeah. <laughs>
at the end, I don't know if you guys could catch it, but um, he was saying how putting on a music movie is like magic. Like you put, you wrote down your little incantations. Yeah, like the script or the screenplay was like the incantation, and then he said the spirits were actually all his employees, <laughs> <laughs> the agents and the producers, producers yeah. and directors and and then it creates a movie and then it moves the people and then it creates movie magic and that's magic baby that's what he said basically yeah he said some idea about women empowering themselves and get he he wanted to get a message out there mm-hmm. and reach a lot of people and inspire them to act so i guess that's magic it is interesting that a movie like this actually has gotten people to do magic it has, yeah, I think it has. I think it really influenced, like, our generation, like, our age group. Yeah. It was, like, a really big movie in the 90s, and that was when the whole goth punk kind of, like, hmm. style was really influential and stuff, and, um, yeah. It was, like, a witchy time in media in the 90s. Hmm. You think, like, Wicca was getting kind of popular around this time i think so i'm sure it was around in like the 70s or 60s or something too but probably yeah in cycles yeah i was like what the heck the da vinci code extended cut (laughs) i thought that was like a version of the craft (laughs) like the da vinci cut (laughs) yeah close encounters of a third kind (laughs) i guess this is when dvds used to have ads on them for other things (laughs) all right i'm gonna need to wrap up this grok pod for a a work night (laughs) but that was really fun watching that and kind of analyzing it through a different lens yeah like after learning and researching about some of the esoteric stuff yeah there was egyptian references in this too and that was interesting have to look into that guy manon yeah i wonder if we could figure out who that figure was on that egyptian dresser too yeah I don't know. Oh, I bet there's an article that has all the Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. I should just do that instead to find it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> all right. Well, should we grok out? Yep. I, I keep forgetting we're recording. We just like watched a movie. <laughs> <laughs> this recording that goes out is like six hours long, and it's to the next day when you wake up for work. <laughs> we just <laughs> forgot that we were recording. oh my god all right well till next time yep we'll grok out grok out have a grok night have a grok day grok bless you (laughs) grok bless us everyone i was about to say that (laughs) that's mentalism yeah